0: Abba Yahweh, with the darkening tide that comes to flood this plane of existence that we're on, this place that we are residing, Father God, most important, more important that I share your truth, knowledge, and wisdom with whomever will listen and heed the call, Father God, heed your word, your directions, your instruction. Father God, that will seek your face and your truth and not to follow these perverse ways of mammon. Father God, your word, your truth, your knowledge, thank you for the opportunity to do this, Father God, that you came for me and that you give me this chance to do this for you. Thank you, Father. Abba Yahweh, Ammon. So, brothers and sisters, sound like I might be getting a little redundant here, and that's okay. Remember what I shared with you? I shared with you how my teachers were in school, that if it bears repeating, you might want to commit it to memory, or you might want to write it down, however you want to do it. You want to take notes, you want to memorize, you want to remember the things, but here's the important thing, that you need to start getting into the truth. Into the truth, brothers and sisters, and that truth is those that share only the truth, his truth, and not declaring something that isn't true. And it's kind of hard for you to tell that because there's so many folks out there now that are doing that thing. Here's what I share with you, and I've, I've told you this, and I will challenge any one of these perverts, any one of these big high and mighty, holier than thou, self-righteous individuals that declare themselves to be the minister of God and that they are a Christ and that they're they're the only ones that are sharing the truth and they're the only ones sharing the word of God, I challenge them to declare you to test their spirit. Try their spirit through the Holy Spirit as it tells us in the book of John. We are told to try the spirit in all things and these perverts are up there twisting and maligning and, sh- and shamefully darkening the word of God, taking it from light to darkness. And they come out there and they're declaring all things that are evil or good and that all is good. Oh, don't listen to any of that. You just listen to us and we're going to guide you. Well, you know, I saw... (sighs) Brothers and sisters, you have to speak from his book. You have to speak from the word of God. You have to speak in his truth. And these individuals are declaring the ministry to be their ministry, not God's ministry. And anything, this this podcasting I do, this isn't my podcast. I would never have, to, I would not have the audacity I did when I first, when I very first started the first week, I think I had it. I had my name on it. But you know what? After that first week, I took that down. I said, this is not mine. I didn't think of how to do this. God showed this to me, God gave this to me, and God is allowing me to continue doing this because I'm sharing his truth, knowledge, and wisdom. And he has condoned this because I can reach out far greater distance than I possibly could walking around the streets and far greater than I can ever, they have all these restrictions now on traveling and getting to go anywhere And there's far many more people that I can reach with this little device. It's a tool. And God is allowing me to use it as a tool to declare his word and his truth. Brothers and sisters, I have had individuals that have reached to me and delivered to me a personal message that they had listened to my podcast. Wow. They said your podcast, but it's not my podcast. It's God's podcast. I'm I'm a I'm a device. I'm a I'm u- being used as a tool to deliver that. I signed a contract, God's word, His truth, and I am doing His business. But they sent a personal message to me, and they said that they had heard it. and They really enjoy hearing the word of God. They they are were sending messages to me from places where they are hunted, shot and killed on the street for carrying a Bible. Oh, you say, oh, no, no, yes, yes. In this day and age, in this time, they're doing the same thing that the Romans were doing, and other, not just Romans, but you had many others that were doing the same thing. You had uh, those that were following Baal, then they actually, when you had uh, Ahab married Jezebel, and and her treachery, and what they did to the, nation of Israel, how they had turned, and they were sacrificing their own children to Baal, and they were, it's, it's hard for me to even think that, that people would do this to their own children, but they were sacrificing their children, a blood sacrifice, and then they would take them and put them in a pit and burn them. It was a sacrifice to the false deity, that they were worshiping and had turned the nation against God, but they went willingly. You have individuals now, and I really, really, this, um, this strikes hard and at the heart for me, is when you have individuals that will declare it to be my ministry, and I have a problem with that now, granted there might be an individual that would say something like that and slip up, but when they repeatedly, and it becomes a repetitious thing that they declare this to be my ministry, and my ministry, and pray for my ministry, and send anything you can for my ministry. And they keep saying that, and repeating that thing over and over again. Well, it's not their ministry. It's God's ministry. And he's called them to work in his field of business. And that would be to share the word, the truth, the knowledge, and the wisdom to those that are not able to collectively be there. So you go out and you reach them by sharing the word, you testify and you do that thing or called and he says, hey, you're gonna preach the gospel for me. Just remember something. These are my children. This is my house. And you work for me. That is the Lord God Almighty, sovereign Lord God Almighty. I work for him. And he is the one who allows me to do this thing. He's the one who breathes into my lungs and gives me new breath every single day. He's the one who walks with me. He's the one who teaches me. He's the one who guides me. And you have these individuals that have become so self-righteous and they sit in front of congregations and they even get on this device and they declare it to be their ministry. And then they have the audacity, yeah, I'm going to visit that guy again, who's a very big name televangelist, and people just up and down, and they, they, I wouldn't be surprised if individuals in their own homes, they have an altar set up to this guy. Oh my goodness gracious, this guy has declared himself to be something that he's not. And then he has the audacity to be on screen and call on the power of God. And he's doing this in front of the congregation. And one hand pointed up, he's got all his little bling bling on. He makes sure to to move his hand around so that that all shows and shimmers. You know, he's drawing attention. Look what I have. Look what I have. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Listen to what I'm saying. And he's declaring that his ministry, and he is basically God, he thinks, this is in his mind, this is not truth, this is what he thinks. He thinks he's got a little choke chain on God and he's giving God a tug. Okay, God, this is what I want you, it's me. Boom, 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 give him a tug down there. Now, I'm gonna call down the power of God and he's going to curse this man or woman who has anything that they're saying against my ministry. Well, guess what, brother, den, hin, or whatever your name is, I'm calling you out. I'm doing it, you go ahead and you call God down, you call his might down, and you call whatever you think authority that you have to to speak against the truth. The problem is, brother, oh, forgive me for that, because you are not a brother. You are disrespecting, you have perverted the word of God, you perverted the truth and you've gone a direction that you shouldn't go and you have people that are following you. You are robbing from God, you're robbing from them. And you know what happened? You need to read in Acts. I believe it's in Acts 13. Acts 3. Man and his wife. They lied to God. They stole from God. And they stole from the people.
1: You know what
0: happened to them? I'll share with you. Because you probably don't know that. But. God struck him dead. First him. And then the wife came. Not knowing that her husband had been struck dead. Nobody pulled a knife on him. Nobody pulled a sword on him, anything. God took his life and took the breath from him. And as they were carrying him out, and Peter asked, and she lied as well. She told him the same lie that her husband told him. Oh, we gave everything, everything we have, everything we sold to, to give to God, and we gave it all. No, they didn't. They stole from God and they set it aside and they tried to hide it. Well, guess what? As soon as she finished that lie, she fell dead. They carried her out with her husband. Kind of a foreboding message I I get, but the thing of it is, brothers and sisters, that you have individuals that are declaring themselves to be something that they are not. What I am is a truth teller. What I am is the sharer of the word of God. It is his truth, his knowledge, and his wisdom that I am about. Only his business and only his truth. This is not from me. I had my name on this podcast before. I took it off because it's not mine. It's his. I thought, you know, that would be, oh man, that'd be kind of cool to have my name up on there and be all over the world. Well, guess what? No, his name needs to be all over the world. His truth and his knowledge and his wisdom needs to be all over the world. And we need to share that and only that. Don't declare it to be something that it's not. It's not your ministry. Just like this, the Sanhedrin tried to declare to Jesus when he tried to share the truth with them. And they said, oh, no, 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 no. I had an individual. It may have been a misstep. And I'm I'm hoping it is because I'm praying that because what he had to say was some good things. But here's the the very important thing, brothers and sisters, is that you have individuals that will come out and they will declare things to be something, and it's really not what they're declaring it, and they are speaking lies, and it sounds really profound, really strong, and you're drawn to listen, but if you pay attention and you hear with spiritual hearing, and you pay attention with spiritual eyesight and ask the spirit to guide you. Pray the spirit, try the spirit in all things. We're told to do that. I tell you to do that. I, tell, I invite you to do that with me. Try my spirit. If the Holy Spirit tells you that I'm a liar, then by all means, don't listen to me. Go and you listen to all those others. And here's the other thing too. I'm going to speak out and challenge in confidence. I'm not being arrogant about that. I'm being confident and truthful. I double dog dare any one of those. Eh, Sounds like I'm back in elementary school. But I do. I, I would dare any of those individuals that are telling these untruths, try my spirit. And have your congregation to try my spirit. I would imagine that there's some listening out there. There's a lot of people that do listen to podcasts. Try my spirit. If the Holy Spirit tells you that your pastor, whoever this pervert is that you're listening to, and that dark lie that he's teaching in order to get you to spend money on him and pay for his big old fancy car, big old fancy house and expensive suits. Oh goodness, those expensive tailored suits, about $1,000 for each suit, probably got a closet of about six, seven, eight thousand $8,000 hanging in the house, if not more. So you were told by the Holy Spirit to go ahead and follow that, or you're told by the Holy Spirit to follow this guy. Let me, I'm going to share with you what I'm, I got on a pair of shorts. I got on a sweatshirt with the sleeves cut off and I'm sitting in a roller chair at my desk. I'm not dressed up fancy. I hardly ever do that. When I go to church, I go to worship God. I don't go for people to look at me and see what I'm wearing or what I've got. If they do, that's up to them, but that's not my purpose. My purpose is to be in the house of my heavenly father and to praise him, to worship him. I enter with thanks, praise, and worship. That's what it's all about, brothers and sisters. He is sovereign God, and I am I get pretty agitated when I'm seeing more and more of these perverts that are twisting and maligning the word of God and claiming themselves to be something that they are not. And they are it bothers me so much because I have brothers and sisters in the body that are being fooled and they're following this thing. But the Bible tells us that even the elect, even the elect will be misguided. What does that mean? That means that they're going to come up, and even the churchgoers and those that claim to be Christians are going to be misled. They're going to follow this because they said, Oh, Christ, 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 Christ. Where, 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 where? The Bible tells me. The Bible tells me that there is my only begotten Son. Remember what I shared with you earlier? Begotten, what's that mean? Well,. That means that he came from God. It says, especially of a male parent, and he generated, and that Jesus is his only begotten son to cause, produce as an effect. Jesus, begotten of God, was with God from the beginning, as the word in God, God in him. And Jesus tells that all the time. He talks about that whenever he's walking with the disciples with his 12 and more and teaching more. He talks about my father's in me. I was in my father, as I say, so so says he. And I know this because it comes from my father so many times through the Gospels that Jesus is declaring that he knows and he shares and he tells because it's what God does. And he declares the, the protection and the love over the disciples and he thanked God for the fact that they were in his hands and he's giving them back over to God because he's getting ready to leave. And sadly, some that were listening and taking up the teaching, they left. Why? Because Jesus wasn't going to be there. Well, that's unfortunate. They couldn't see Jesus anymore and they couldn't walk around and listen to him and hear him. So they decided to give it up. Many did not. Many did not. But many did. The Bible tells us. Some turned away. And the same thing is going to happen, brothers and sisters. The Bible tells us that there will be a great falling out, that there will be those that will turn and just leave. They'll walk away. They won't come back to church. They don't want to hear any of that anymore. They've decided that they can't do it, or they've decided that the untruth is greater than the truth, which is unfortunate and sad. Saddens me deeply. Individuals to just give up. I can't. I won't. I love my God. I love the fact that Jesus came for me. I love that He forgave me. I love that He cleansed me. I'm an older man, broken. Not what I used to be, but you know what? I still have God. God is still with me. Jesus is still with me. The Holy Spirit still guides me. And until God tells me I'm finished, I am invincible according to his strength in my weakness. That I declare and that I will hold on to, that that is my truth because it comes from my God. There's a lot of people that are just willing to give up. Brothers and sisters, and I'm sharing these things, and I'm not, there are gonna be the, no, no. I I was gonna be apologetic here, but I'm not gonna apologize. I'm not gonna be apologizing for sharing the truth. If you've got a problem with truth, then you need to talk to God about it, and you need to pray about it. Don't get upset or offended because somebody's telling you truth, and it sounds like, oh, such a nation. Well, I'm not a, a doom and gloomer or naysayer, there are things that are happening around, brothers and sisters. If you look and you pay attention to what's going on around you, will see that there are so many that are looking to be derisive and separating and pulling apart brothers and sisters and pulling apart churches and churches that are just not being what they're telling you they are. And then you find out. This is a truth that you need to be aware of as well that within some of these churches, some of these buildings, and remember the church is the body of Christ. We are the church. If you are a true believer, that Jesus Christ came and died for you, and that God is our heavenly father, and the Holy Spirit guides and teaches us, a true Christian, not a label head or a self-proclaimed Christian, but a true Christian, Hear me when I share this with you, that there are churches that are practicing witchcraft and that there are practicing witches within those buildings and they go to church on Sunday. I've shared this with you before. I'm going to share it with you again. It's not like a Hollywood movie that they can't go, oh, they can't go to a church because it's a holy place. They're going to melt. No, they're not. They go in there and they they can walk in there just like anybody else are going to look like you now demons have to get a, they get a, they have to piggyback in there a little different with them but they still come in and they function and some of their favorite places to operate are inside of a church building and they drive separation they drive uh, distraction they drive you to be distracted from the word that's being taught and from that truth that's being taught, and they want you to be driven to distraction, that you're bothered by something someone else is doing or something that somebody said over here or over there, and that's what they want you to do. Distraction, don't listen to what's being taught. Don't listen to the word of God, be distracted. Brothers and sisters, I'm sharing with you this truth, this knowledge that comes from God. His truth, his knowledge, and his wisdom is what I look to share with you. And I'm getting so... I'm not fearful. I'm not distraught. But it saddens my heart when I see so much of this going on. And it's becoming very prominent in our society today. And there are so many that are... Using this device, I'm using this device to do God's business, to be about my father's business. And there are equally, if not more, that are using this for derisive issues. There are those that are coming on and are declaring to share God's word and be about God's word. And then I'm listening to them as I, and there's a couple that I used to really enjoy listening to and the Spirit has kept me away from them. And then I heard one today, and no Bible scriptures, no Bible verses, and paying attention, but just sitting up there in front of a very large congregation, anecdotally speaking. Now these might be, they might bring some tears, and you know, oh yeah, yeah, that's a good thing you say that. yay, yeah, you tell them, you tell them. Uh, Might get a a rah, rah, sis, boom, ba, cheer, cheer. But when you don't share from scripture and you take these words and you make them yours because the scripture Bible is God's word, his truth and his knowledge. And when you don't share that, and when you don't do that, you make this thing as if it's yours. That I have a problem with. And Jesus tells us, as he told the disciples then, and he's speaking to us when he tells us that. Let your yays be yea and your nays be nay. What exactly does that mean? That's got me all sorts of confused. Well, it shouldn't, because what that means is that you tell the truth. If you're going to say yes, then it must be yes. And if you're going to say no, then it must be no, period. Truth. Truth be told. Only the truth. Brothers and sisters, every day that I start my day, I start in prayer. I pray that you are strengthened and that you have the guidance, that you are bold, courageous, and upright in the word. Brothers and sisters, you got to be. Things are coming. But you know what? Here's the thing that's really important, too, is so many Claim doom and gloom. Oh, no, that's just doom and gloom. I don't want to hear about that. I don't want to read that book of Revelation. I don't want to read that book of the Old Testament. I don't want to read about this. I don't want to read about that. I only want to read that. Well, that's what the Sadducees did. That's what the Sanhedrin practiced. The Pharisees, they practiced, uh, they read the book of the prophets and they went back to the book, the five books of Moses, first five books of the Bible. But the problem is that they declared that to be Moses' law and they wanted everybody to adhere to the law of Moses except it wasn't his law. (sighs) Brothers and sisters, seek his face and it shall be found. All you have to do is knock on his door. He will open the door unto you and he will invite you in to sit and sup with him. I've shared this with you before. And what that means is when you sat down to supper, you sat down to sup with your family, And back in the day, you didn't have the cellular telephone. Nobody went to the table and had anything. They didn't bring, we didn't bring a comic book to the table. You didn't bring any toys to the table. When you sat down to supper and you had the whole family was sitting down to supper together. That's when the whole family was there. You had your brother and sister uh, came from school. Mom and dad was there if dad was off from work or dad might be gonna be a little bit late. And so we'd hold off for as long as it could. And then he'd call back and he was at the door or whatever. And you don't take cellular telephones to the table. That was supposed to be a time of fellowship, communing, communication with one another, sharing with one another. But so often that has changed. And everyone, (laughs) mom and dad and brothers and sisters, aunts and uncles, everybody's got a stupid cell phone in their hand at the dinner table. But you go to God's door, you knock on His door, and He's going to open up and say, Welcome. Come sit with me. Come sup with me. Come talk with me. Don't come and talk with that cellular telephone. Don't come and talk to somebody out there in the airwaves. Come in and talk with me. That electronic device, you can go ahead and turn that off and just throw it out in the garden if you, that's the best place for it. You come in and you sit down, you sup with me. He wants to sit down and communicate. He wants to have a communal relationship with you, each and every one of you, with me. He wants to do that. He is our good, good father. He is our sovereign Lord, but he is our good, good father. Yes, he's our king. We should have an auspicious fear that he is our Lord God Almighty, creator of all things. You can't even see the end of what he created. You can't even see it in the daytime because that sun that he's holding up there is too bright. And at nighttime, you can't see the end of the galaxy. You can't see to the other side of the universe, which is everything that he created. Goodness gracious, you look up there and you see Jupiter, the largest planet in the solar system. And it looks like a little tiny star because it's so far out there. That is our Sovereign Lord God Almighty talking to you. If you've got a problem with listening to all of that, then you better get in prayer and you better be talking to him and have that Holy Spirit straighten things out. Brothers and sisters, there is a lot of treachery out here in the world. You look around and there's a lot of good things going on. There's some happy, happy, joy, joy things happening. But brothers and sisters, when you look in and behind and you see reality of things, look at some of these, um, look at some of these award shows that are happening. Oh my gosh, I can't even. It troubles me greatly that these individuals that we put such credence into their words and what they say, and that we spend a fortune to make them So rich, and they don't share with anybody. They keep it all to themselves. And they worship. Some of them are pretty blatant about it. They worship the devil. They worship money. They worship themselves. They're narcissistic. Well, they get up there and they get up in the morning, they look in that mirror and that's all they do. They make sure that they have a mirror on every wall that they're walking through their house before they go out. The Phsitic attitude that so many people have, that they are so self-centered, they have no time for God, have no time for Jesus, they have no time for anyone else, no time for their own children, no time for their own spouse, their own wife, their own husband, no time at all. They're turning away from everything that God tries to teach us and guide us in, this truth knowledge and wisdom that He He desires to share that with us. Sadly, so many are not even asking. I think they've got all the answers. Be cautious, brothers and sisters. Be very cautious. Try the spirit in all things. I share this with you again, and I've shared it with you before. Try the spirit in all things because all things are not of the spirit. What does that mean? What that means is that if they're not of the spirit, then it's not going to be truth because the Holy Spirit is of God. And the Holy Spirit was delivered to us because Jesus, in going home to prepare our heavenly homes, remember what he told us when he was leaving? I go to prepare a place for you. If it were not so, I would have told you. What does that mean? That means that Jesus only tells the truth. If he wasn't heading home to fix our home, our heavenly abode, he'd have told us. So, if you try the Spirit, the Holy Spirit will direct you. I've been led out of places. I've been told straight up and boldly. <laughs> the Holy Spirit, I was, and I was kind of center front. Wasn't really anybody in the way. I just got up before going in. And I shared with you that it was a very odd thing. Uh, but not so much so because Those individuals that thought that they were in charge. They had changed a pastor and the pastor was basically kicked out because there was all this stuff going on. It turned into more politics than church stuff. And the Holy Spirit, when this person got up and started rambling, and that's all it was, rambling, I felt nothing. I felt nothing because it wasn't coming from the word of God. He had it with him. But he didn't open it. And then he continued more and more and more and more about self. And then I hear the voice. You need to leave. You need to leave now. I got up, closed my Bible, very carefully edged my way to the end of the the seat row, went up the aisle and kept on walking and left. I didn't need to be there because the Holy Spirit told me it was time to go. That church was not sharing truth, knowledge, and wisdom from God's word, from God. It was all about self. Brothers and sisters, the Bible was given to us, and it's a number of things all rolled up into one package. It's our guidebook. It's a road map. It's an instruction manual. And it's all good news. From the front cover to the back cover, from the back cover to the front cover. I shared it earlier in Genesis, way out in Genesis. And then he's promising that we should not be afraid, that he is with us wherever we go. We see that again in Deuteronomy. He tells Moses. He tells Joshua, who took over the leadership of the nation of Israel when Moses died. When Moses went to heaven, Joshua became the leader. And he told Joshua the same thing. He was going down into the valley of Jericho. And God told Joshua to tell the nation. Joshua 1.9. Have I not commanded thee? to be of good courage, be not afraid, nor dismayed. For I am with you whithersoever thou goest. Ava Yahweh Lord God, the Lord thy God, maker of all things made, is with us whithersoever we go. Important to remember, brothers and sisters, that's not just from point A to point B, from here to there. It's wherever we go. If we're going up the mountaintop, we're happy, happy, joy, joy. If we're going down in the valley, griefing, griefing, crying, cry. If somebody may have passed away and died or having a particularly rough day, it doesn't matter. God is always with us. And remember this. Hey, and I'm going to share this. I saw it and I'm sharing it and I'm gonna share it a lot. God takes the time to listen to those that take time to pray. Take time to pray to God, he's gonna listen. Very important visage here. John saw this because the angels took him in and he showed John. God saves our prayers in little golden vials because when he Loosens the cap just a little bit, and he'll take it, and he'll wave it underneath his nose, and it's like a sweet, savory incense. He likes that. He saves that. He loves that because we pray to him. It's telling him that we believe, Father, and you are our Father. Brothers and sisters, every morning you're in my prayers, am I going out? Am I coming in when I get ready to end my day? And remember this too, brothers and sisters. There's only one begotten son of God. There is only one Jesus, Emmanuel, Christ. And you have individuals that declare themselves or that they're declaring to anyone that's listening, oh, we're going to have Jesus, going to be at our church on uh, a week from Easter. He couldn't make it on Easter because he had a previous engagement in some big old cathedral someplace, but he's gonna be here the Saturday following. You come to our church on that Saturday and he'll be there. Well, Jesus tells us not to listen to anybody that says he's here or there or anywhere other than where he is. The Bible told us where it's happening. It also told us that there's one begotten son of God, the only begotten son, In whom he is well pleased. And he came to this plane of existence as such to be sacrificed so that we could be made clean. He's changed everything. We we had this huge exchange thing going on with Jesus. And he came specifically to do that thing. Can't remember how the verses go, all the verses, but you know, and, and the words tell us, but it was a it was an old hymnal. But we he was bruised for our iniquities. That means the evil work that we did, the sins that we committed, the bad that we did to our neighbors, the lies we told. He was beaten by Roman soldiers on guard for that reason. And by his stripes are we healed. He bled as a sacrificial lamb for our sake. And he was thinking that he had to come and do that for me before he got here. Thank you, Jesus. Brothers and sisters, he came for your sake and he came because he was thinking about you. He was thinking about me on his way here before he even got here. So I pray over you, my going out, my coming in. I pray that your Easter be a blessed time that you thank the Lord for what he's done for us, that you praise him and worship him. I'm looking forward to Sunday to be gathered with my, the body at, at my church that I go to, going to God's house and sharing that time. And I pray that you all have a good Easter Sunday Have a blessed day. Have a good night.